0: Daddy, LADY THE BOOK CLUB OF LOVE, love,
1: love, love, love.
0: Hey Vera Elizabeth.
1: Hi Barbara Ann.
0: Hello. Look, we're having an impromptu twinterlude. Yeah. We have a show coming up. It's our first slap booth since before times. Yeah, I'd say four years maybe. What was the last one that we did? It was a disaster.
1: No it wasn't. Yeah it
0: was. Which one? The one at the comedy show. We had an amazing show with Fembot
1: PhD, this all-gal comedy troupe. Uh, they're, including they're... who has? Candice. Candice, who I interviewed. Yes. By the way, she just I think she just had her third year anniversary with Drew. Oh, okay. If you remember, she and Drew moved in together at the beginning of the pandemic, or for <laughs> the pandemic. And they're, three years later, still together. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. A little update from that uh, that interview from That's good. She's also a skatey lady. Yeah, she is a skatey lady.
0: So we did that show, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Then we did Bucky Sinister's show at also a stand up show at Little Joy.
1: Yeah. Do people know what we do by the way? We're gonna explain it.
0: Okay. And then that also killed. And then mm-hmm. we did this show at our bar? Is that what it's called? In little, in Koreatown? Yeah. And it was basically a show. For and by, and everyone in the audience was a stand-up waiting to go stand-up. Yeah. So our show, there's many, there's like various iterations of it, and we adjust, and we're always changing it, improvising. Basically, um, it's called The Slap Booth Show, and our show is that you come up. Onto the stage. And we slap you.
1: And that is our show.
0: And why do people let us slap them? Uh, we're twins. We are twins. Yeah, that's why. And we are French twins. Yes. We've done a lot of different kinds of shows, and we've slapped at a wedding. Seth Miller, longtime listener, mm-hmm. hired us to slap him. Slap. To slap, not slap him. I don't think we slapped him, did we? <laughs> I don't know if we slapped him. But we did, and we've done, like, we've talked about like when we did the Mark Ryden and Marion Peck Surrealist Ball at the Mission Inn. You slapped Stan, um, Stan, Stan Ridgway, Mexican
1: radio Stan Ridgway, You've slapped Jane Weedlin for, yes. Um, oh, I love her. From a band the, called... The Go-Go's. The Go-Go's. We did that at a benefit for yeah.
0: Skelramic. One of the Skelramics ladies broke her, her back. Her foot. I thought of her, her foot. Her foot. I mean, she fell off a roof. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um,
1: so we've slapped far and wide.
0: Yeah, we've done, and we've we've done it in Sweden. Yeah, we've all over. It's and a, we have a show coming up, and it is it's at Hello Stranger, LA, little space in Little Tokyo. And it's for a peak of peek of of view. Peak of it's a burlesque blonde, show. with with blonde brunette
1: production. Yeah, Audrey Deluxe and Madeline Sinclair, and we love them. We, what date? We did, what date is it? It's, uh, February 4th. Okay. it's a February fourth. Okay, Saturday night. Saturday night.
0: Tickets are still on sale. It's a late show. Yeah. Um, so please come out. There's going to be burlesque. Some incredible burlesque. Veronica Yoon. She does Lucha Vavum with us. Um, she's incredible. She does aerial Hoop. Jack Dagger. Who
1: throws daggers. Who throws daggers. Are we going to finish the story about how the show went so wildly oh.
0: wrong? I mean, it was like when you're... No one who is waiting to go on stage wants to go on stage before they're set yeah. and get slapped in the face,
1: yeah they weren't that, that's a little lesson I learned. They weren't into our shenanigans, not at all, no. like and no one would come up, so
0: I like went into the audience and and, and it was just like f- people get this did. fucking idiot away <laughs> yeah. from like they wa- people didn't want to be touched, and for me, I was like, this is height of if I got out
1: of the house at night, it cost me a couple hundred bucks to do it, yeah. It was really nice that DeMorge Brown put us on his show, though.
0: Yeah. I'm going (laughs) to
1: say he was one of the first people that we ever slapped. Yeah. And he put us on and he believed in us. And (laughs) (laughs) But then when I sent him a little
0: note later saying, like, thanks for having us, he said, yes, that was dot, 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 unforgettable. (laughs)
1: Like, you could have just said, fuck off,
0: DeMorge, and that would have been more comfortable. Oh,
1: DeMorge. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, we bombed. So now we're doing this burlesque show and we do much better at burlesque anyway.
1: We do. A couple things, Barbara. Yeah. Do I do the jokey thing first or the serious thing first?
0: Why don't you start talking and then we'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. Because I have two subjects that
1: I want to okay. discuss. I'm going to say the serious thing first. Okay. The serious thing first is that my husband spent a night in the hospital Bummer, I know. Um, he uh, woke up feeling not great, and then he went to he went to urgent care, and they sent him to emergency. And I was like, "You might want to take a book if you're going to emergency." He's like, "No, no, no, it's fine." Okay. I was like, "I'm going to I'm going to be picking up our son today." And yeah, he they kept him overnight for observation. And when they told him they were keeping him overnight, he'd already been there for many hours, and kind of freaked him out, and it kind of freaked me out too. Yeah, and I'm gonna you know spoil it. He's okay. He's fine. <laughs> Um, but they did keep him overnight for many, many, many tests. Um, he had a, a elevated heart enzyme, which usually happens after a heart attack. Ooh. So um, we were both really freaked out. And I went and brought him stuff. And I got a taste of what it might be like to not have him. I, just the logistics of I couldn't bring my son into the hospital. Like I had nobody to watch him. Although you did offer to come over, which was really sweet. Mm-hmm. But, um, I got, I, I understood what it's like to not have a second person in my life to back me up just to get through the day, you know, like I, I needed, I couldn't leave my son in the, in the waiting room. And then like, that's not, that was bad. Um, and then when I went up to see him, like I just started crying and I was, here's the thing though. I was angry. Like I was angry that he was in the hospital and I wasn't angry at him But I could tell that I would feel if he died from like a heart disease, I would be resentful. Like I could feel that. And I think this is, you know, it's one of the stages of grief, anger. I went straight to that instead Mm -hmm. of like the sadness or whatever. I would be, I think I would feel really angry that like something that I feel is preventable. (laughs) I don't know why I get angry at things that I think are preventable, but... Like auto asphyxiation. Yeah, exactly. But like that was where my head oh, went sorry. to. Wait, auto erotic asphyxiation. Yeah, not when Big a difference. not when a car chokes you. Um, although the Van Banger is probably into yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: episode whatever in the past
1: yeah and it's not my husband's fault I mean he could exercise and eat a little better but you know that's that's where that's where my head went because I realized like I was angry I realized if I lost him I would lose my joy I just I got this flash of like the rest of my life would be spent sad that's how i felt like i felt like i am never going to be joyful again because when you lose somebody under shitty circumstances like that it just feels like really hard to be joyful again i don't know that's it it, i felt this deep in my soul so i don't want that to happen like i i think my life would really 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 change if i lost my husband so i just wanted to share that with you it would be it would be bad wife doesn't want to lose husband News at 11. You look very confused. I am. Why? I would just assume that that would be... But the anger? Like, the sadness, sure. But, like, I don't know. Like, I was not prepared. You know, I I mean, realistically, he's 10 years older than me. I know that there probably will be a point when I don't have him, you know. But, like, if it's not from old age, if it's from, like, heart disease, I don't know. Like, I I feel like I'd be really... Like, I just wouldn't have any joy anymore. But because you'd be angry? Well, just because... I don't know. It just feels like something I wouldn't be able to get over. But
0: the, Okay, but this is your reality. So how are you going to deal with this? I don't know. Because he doesn't eat well and he doesn't <laughs> exercise.
1: But he but he also is, his heart's perfectly fine. So What
0: if it's his liver then?
1: Well, he doesn't drink, so he'll be okay.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you can only s- squeeze Del Taco through <laughs> your organs so many times before they say, Fuck this shit. <laughs>
1: He he doesn't eat that bad. Well, Vera, you know what? He can eat eat what? Vera? Yeah? Let's
0: let's stop talking about what he's eating and start talking about you figuring this out. Because if anything did happen, I would hate for you to not have joy in your life. Yeah, I know. Because you have a son that you have to be joyful for.
1: I know. I spent uh, the day that he was in the hospital, like after the night. I just sat on the floor and s- then I slept and I didn't want to. I just wanted to sleep. You can't do that if you have a baby. I know. I know. It's
0: crazy. I like to call this single person privilege. Okay. <laughs> um, it's something that I really enjoy. It's, what is um, it? Not being <laughs> tied to the bad habits <laughs> of another adult. Oh my god! I feel bad for you. I'm not. I don't know what this is.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm having trouble. <laughs> damn it I don't want to blame him I don't want to blame him
0: Vera you got to work on this shit
1: Barbara he's a grown man and I can't make him do anything that's something that you got to that as a single person I think it's really hard to understand that you even though he's my husband I cannot make him do anything I cannot
0: oh oh Vera that's why I'm not married (laughs) (laughs) I
1: fucking know that to the tips of my
0: toes Vera and one more thing yes yes if you're saying all this because you're hoping that Blaine will listen to this episode and change his behaviors, I don't think he's ever listened to any episode. So
1: good luck with that. Ken Daly, I know you listen to this <laughs> once in a while. Can you please tell Blaine to stop Tom eating. Lennon, do you listen to this? <laughs> you, like, you like our posts. <laughs> he we've talked about this i mean i went into the uh i went into that hospital room and i cried and i was angry i wasn't oh my gosh poor baby none of that i was angry like i did not want to be there i did not want him to be there that's i just i I just want to share that i thought it was really interesting i mean blaine he's been two years without alcohol i am like amazed yeah i i'm so happy you know not nobody in my house is good at beating ourselves—that's just a fact, you know. I'm hoping that this will be a wake-up call for all of us to sort of get it together. Okay. So, yeah. Um, now, the other thing I wanted to say—that's less serious—is um, you're leaving him anyway, aren't you? Yeah. I knew this was coming. You knew this was
0: coming. hmm You um, want to tell our our listeners about your love affair?
1: Well, this is so. This makes it even more. This is one of the reasons I was so angry because I was about to leave him a, a dear Blaine letter. Mm-hmm. Um, I I met someone just the night before okay uh um, all right we need to need okay, to we g- need to wrap this up <laughs> <laughs> you and I had uh, g- uh gone to a show okay say what the show is <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking this whole time. why don't you talk a little bit Barbara well I
0: also there are also major life changes that occurred after I saw the show
1: okay, so let's hear about some of it um
0: well Vera fell in love with uh, Mr. Romantic who I did, I did. yep
1: <laughs> we went to go see John C. Riley's one man one man and three musician show yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at it was at this little theater Elysian theater very small i did not know what to expect and it was as you were just, saying
0: just just let me just i'll just
1: say i dreamt about it Aww. i woke up and
0: and the very first thing i did was delete hinge <laughs> <laughs> why tell us why because Watching somebody uh, practice their craft, as it were, Mm -hmm. to such an incredibly high level, and as a performer watching that, Mm -hmm. I had the really shocking revelation that I don't have a single second left for something as (laughs) time-wasty and toxic is a fucking dating app. Yeah, I mean, in five months I may change and you know, like my tune, but that will be a sad day. It's you, just you like, were that taken. It by... was so
1: inspiring. Do you want to say a little bit about the show so people know what we're talking about? um Yeah, I mean, it's it's. John C. Riley playing a character called Mr. Romantic. He's got like these uh, pinstripe pants and these tux tail thingy. Like he's wearing a little jacket and he's got his tie all fucked up and he's got a bowler cap with he's his like crazy hair. He's a fancy hair. hobo. He's like, yeah, no, he's a fancy hobo. <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. You should definitely, if you ever get the chance to see his show. Yeah, they're sold out in L.A. for the next for the this really short run but yeah if you if he takes it somewhere else go see it it's so good even just from the from the first time he appears on stage I was like oh okay there's just incredible amount of
0: detail there's improvising every movement is planned I mean every movement I don't know if it's all planned but it's definitely so specific to the character
1: yeah I mean you're, you're just watching somebody who's a master of yeah yeah yeah, a- and he can fucking sing. And- I was not prepared for that. But and I sh- he's been in music. Like I don't know enough about him. I know him as like Doctor Brule, right? <laughs> uh-huh. I did not know he's a curly-headed as- fuck. From Step Brothers. I, and I know him from Step Brothers. <laughs> I did not know him as like this voice of an angel. And I'm not.
0: Well, you are in love with him now. You're in love with Mr. Romantic. I'm not
1: in love with John C. Riley, Barbara. <laughs> I am in love specifically with Mr. Romantic. So,
0: Vera got singled out mm-hmm. as part
1: of it. Well, Barbara, when we went to go sit in our seats, you had to go use the restroom as you usually do thank you and you said (laughs) and I said to the
0: girl in line at the restroom when she said I love your coat I said oh do you know who Greta Garbo is and she goes yes and I said well this is her coat and then I finally got to say the thing where I told someone that the coat I'm wearing is Greta Garba's coat
1: okay so well that worked out for you <laughs> for me you said we definitely cannot sit in the front row so please just go get us some seats yeah and then where did I get us seats? in the front row yeah well yeah. because I didn't there was nowhere else really so we're so we ended up in the front row
0: it's audience participation Bureau got singled out and if I remember correctly he was four inches from your face
1: <laughs> <laughs> he does this thing where he hey it's he gives you his heart yeah on a little card yeah and you have a little interaction um and when he came over to our side i looked away because i didn't want to participate and then so he picked me anyway so he really made a big deal of getting in my face yeah and i fell in love yep. i fell in love with not john c riley <laughs> mr romantic but it didn't work out no so i'm off of
0: hinge yes Yeah, I know I've done this a couple times now. And it's always like, it's not like anything, one thing was bad. It's just like... Everything, it just comes to a head. Maybe it's after every 20 hours I've spent on it Mm. that I go, what am (laughs) I doing? And I think also going to live theater again, too, and being out in the world. There really is this illusion of choice on dating apps. And people do not interact with you with the kind of respect that they do do in real life that's just though I mean I'm guilty of it as well yeah if I ask a question of someone and they answer it and don't ask me a question back I'm like fuck you I don't (laughs) have time for this shit what so I get to ask you another question I don't even know you (laughs) I mean it's like I get to that point because it's like I I barely have any attachment to this person anyway if I had after a couple exchanges if I had a super duper connection with this person I think it would be premature anyway and I'm also caught in this like as I said, going out is going to cost me a hundred bucks. Like, do I want to get a drink with someone that I don't even...
1: Do you ever think that you... you I mean, because there's no intonation or anything in their the responses, like, do you ever feel that you read in more de- negativity than there is?
0: I'm sure, yeah. yeah. I mean, and and there's also, like, I think everyone's busy so it's like you you get five minutes to answer mm-hmm. and maybe you're answering 10 people or three people or whatever it is maybe your, your answer is not that thoughtful maybe that person you know I, I've I have not responded to people before and then they've asked me another question later like oh boy I you know mm-hmm. I think they realize and I think I've done the same thing it's not even so much intonation it's like nothing like no effort not yeah. enough effort yeah yeah it's a very hard situation to be in
1: i read a TikTok article recently tell me um, you read it huh well no i watched it but <laughs> it was when it started it, and i love when the TikTok articles have like stitch incoming so you know you're watching garbage to begin with what is stitch stitch incoming it's they'll start with something bad and then they'll give their response they'll stitch their response to it sometimes i'll be scrolling through tiktok and they'll be like hey women they're such bitches or oh, yeah you know what i mean and yeah, it yeah. has to say stitch incoming because you know um you know to wait around to listen to the response but um it was one on you know statistics in dating apps and it started with like this guy going okay well there 80% of the men are competing for 20% of the women like some whatever data thingy mm-hmm. and then this woman comes on and she breaks down like what the studies were and blah 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 and i cannot believe this is true but i'm going to say it anyway because this is the data she put forth but when looking at the age range of women women seeking men and men seeking women heterosexual the age range of men that women are looking for is roughly their own age Mm -hmm. and the age range that men are looking for stay like it ranges between 20 and 23 but it's mostly 20 and 21 from from age 20 to 65 or 45 but but that cannot be is that true what it seems crazy i don't and i don't know what she's i don't know what data she's looking at exactly but that seems doesn't that seem crazy Yeah, it does. I
0: I will say because like when I open up my age range to whatever, you know, like 21 and up, Mm -hmm. I get inundated by men in their 20s.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: I mean, that's when I get like 70, you know, when I opened up that the app and I had 69. (laughs) Most of them were men in their 20s.
1: Yeah, data just does not seem right to me.
0: Yeah, I'm 47. How do I put this? A man in his mid 60s is too old for me he just is like yeah I'm not gonna finish that just it's there's I even I get inappropriate matches never mind I don't even know what I'm saying okay but I would think I have been hit up by people who I don't know how to explain it other than they're just inappropriately old mm. for me you know it's not it's not so much like the actual age it's oh, I'm going to dig do myself have, up. Do they have
1: like dingleberries <laughs> on their shoes? You know? Do people still wear those? Like the I, loafers? That's the what you're,
0: I know what you're talking about. Dingleberries.
1: Yeah. I'm just picturing like, darren's boss on bewitched is that the guy that's coming larry tate here? yeah
0: oh i just started watching bewitched again oh you did and dora is a fucking
1: icon right she is incredible <laughs> she's
0: got these adorable little cheeks she's gorgeous oh look
1: up look up pictures of her when she's younger too i mean she's st- she's gorgeous in the show but she was she was always been a hottie
0: yeah so, no yeah. you can tell like she's got the caftans and the crazy hair and the eye makeup but you yeah. can tell she is just like a little she's a hottie. Hellion?
1: Hel- helium.
0: He she sucks helium.
1: She does. she does.
0: <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, uh, so is it Larry Tate? That's it's, no, but like Larry, Larry Tate, who has stopped caring about himself. Oh, okay. Wait, this is this. So I'm digging a hole right now, which reminds me that I put out a call mm-hmm. for people with giant packages to contact
1: us. Mm-hmm. Well, Barbara, they don't want to. They know how you feel about giant package people. No, and wait, it. we
0: can't even start. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just, I'm regretting having even questioned whether or not that's offensive. I think I shouldn't have asked that. I think I should have asked, like, is it flattering? Is it flattering because a giant wiener is such a commodity in our society? And then I think I'm just going to shut the fuck up on the...
1: Wait, so clarify. What are you doing right now? You're asking people I, with giant I'm, packages I'm,
0: to... I'm apologizing okay. for talking about... Did um, Adult
1: Swim just cut their ties with you, Barbara? <laughs>
0: Oh, the joy I feel. You know, every time someone who treats another human being like a piece of shit loses their income, an angel gets its wings. All right. No, yeah, I mean, I just, I want to apologize, because I think, I think I was offensive, and... So um, did you
1: think of a new name for that skater, besides, Mr. Party, besides, Mr. besides party package?
0: Mr. Valuable. Mr. Valuable in society. Mr., I have a lot to give, and I like your style. I called you goofy, but that was a little flip of me.
1: Okay, Mr. Valuable.
0: I noticed you. Yeah.
1: I liked your I hair. I saw you. I, I saw, saw you. I saw...
0: A lot of I you. I saw all of you. All I saw your hair, uh-huh. your mustache, yeah. your funky glasses, yeah. your trucker cap. Oh. I saw all of it. Oh, no. Okay. No, Fear. Now it's retro. It's
1: retro. Wait, retro to when? Two thousand and three? Yes. Okay. Vera. All right. It's
0: like old. Maybe he wasn't alive in two thousand and three. I don't know. That's, that is
1: twenty fucking years ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay.
0: All right. So I think we're good. Yeah. Sorry, everyone. Okay. So we're gonna have the next three sections of heartbreak soon. So yeah. stay
1: tuned. Yeah. Mister Romantic, call me if you have, if there's a phone oh in there. Gosh. You know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Join us on Instagram at
0: the Pooh Bell Twins underscore Daity Ladies. You can also give us money on Cash App. Dollar sign Daity Ladies. You can also give us a five-star rating whenever you listen on podcasts. Also, you can give us a great review. Thanks a lot.
1: Bye bye.